Good evening, everyone. Welcome along to the Understarters Orders with the finishing line, Cheltenham Festival Preview. We are very excited tonight. Um, I even so much that Declan hasn't joined us yet, but he will be here. Andrew is here, though. Andy, how are you doing, mate? Chris, I'm very well. I can't believe that time of year is beyond. It's uh, among us again. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, yeah, has it snuck up, hasn't it? It's been yeah. sneaking up. It's always been creeping. We're here. I've even got the flat cap on. You know, I've done this every every now and again. Makes me look like even more like you a big book. You wouldn't have thought uh, Cheltenham was coming up, though. It's been very quiet on Twitter and social media recently. Yeah. True. True. Let's welcome the other boys in. Here we go. We've got. Here they are, Andrew and Dave. Hello, Andrew. How are Dave, we? How are you doing? Good. How are you? We're, we're all good, but buddies, are you looking forward to tonight? Oh, yeah. Always talk Cheltenham is a good thing. Anytime you talk about Cheltenham is a good night. Absolutely. It sure is. Good night. It's going to be a uh, good morning about how long we're going to be going on for, probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's bring in another one member of your podcast. It's Tom. Hi, Tom. Hello, guys. How are we? We are all good. Uh, are you looking welcome. forward to Cheltenham? Tom, are you heading over this year? No, no, I'm not sure if he's having a, a dig. I'm not sure if you're having a dig here, Chris, or not. No, 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 no. <laughs> Tell the people, Tom, why you're not. Why are you going to miss Cheltenham, Tom? Go on, tell him. An avid, an avid follower of the finishing line by the sounds of it. Um, yeah, no, I'm um, I'm heading away to a wedding abroad on Saturday, and I'm away for two weeks. <laughs> tell them where you're going to. Where are you going? South Africa. It's not even oh, like it. Oh, it's not even wow. like I can just nip down an Irish pub in Spain or something. No, it's uh, yeah, it's gonna be tricky. I'm gonna make it work, but it's gonna be tricky. Well, I hope you enjoy it, Tom. Sounds like a good adventure for you, but let's bring in Sean. Hi, Sean. How you doing, lads? All good, all good. And you're not heading over, are you, Sean, this year? No, I'm not heading over this year, but I'm not like Tom. I'll be in the pub for all four days of this. <laughs> <laughs> What's the pub call you'll be meeting everybody at Nandy next week? Oh, the Arco Bar, is it? Yeah. Keep it, keep it real, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's me. that'd be the meeting point. Yeah. yeah, it's very good. While Tom is uh, oh, getting onto the Val and Greyville form down in South Africa. <laughs> I do like a bit of Greyville and Turfontaine. So, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. A few doubles and trebles with the Cheltenham Fabs. A few Mike the Cock lucky 15, lovely. <laughs> Value and all that, Tom, yeah? That's what you want, Andrew. <laughs> values. Uh, that's it. That's game, it. it. Whether it's Turfontaine or Cheltenham, it does not matter. Once it's yeah, once it wins, Turfontaine, Trotton, and Marseille. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. Just back. <laughs> uh, love it. Love it. Declan's here. Declan. All right, lads. Here we get. Made on. it. We're How are we doing? That's the crack. Nice of you to join us, Dick. Ah, oh, so look. <laughs> we made it. You were made very fine, Declan. You are? You put it very fine. Sure, you're not to been talking gibberish there for five minutes. So I was in the background. I was backstage. It's got a point. In the, in the green room. Yeah. Uh, in the green room. Oh, look who else is here. Stephen. I don't know what's happened. Stephen's Steven's mic's gone. Sounds like the right one is going on behind him. Yeah, sounds like that. Piccadilly Circus. Like <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to him in a minute. We'll sort oh, it in a minute. There we go. <laughs> He's gone again. Oh, well. Yeah, well. It was either a cat or two kids are tearing the heads off each other. <laughs> that little animal's his kids. 
They're a little Stevens. His Mac microphone's really low, but uh, he left his microphone back in the taxi. Our mics were bad on Tuesday. On YouTube, when was the preview? Sunday. Was it Sunday? I mean, what? He's gone to get the missus there. We'll be back in a minute. Mother of God. Have we lost? Oh, no, we've not We've not lost anybody, have we? No, we've not. Have we? No, we've not. Oh, see that. Right, well, uh, well, let's crack on with it, boys. We're going to go through, go through the uh, all the grade ones next week. We're really looking forward to it. Uh, and we're going to kick off with the very first race, which is the Supreme Novices. Uh, and look at the betting here that we've got come up on the screen. Fasal Vega is 5-2. to two. Marine National, 7-2. Il Etomps is 6-1. to one. I've not. It's not. It's not the best graphic in the world, but Lucia has moved in there to eight to one. Gallic Warrior also at eight to one. Um, but we'll start things with you, Andy. Where are you going to go with in the Supreme Novice Buddha? I, I think this is the first year where the Supreme Novices Hurdle looks like the weakest novice hurdle of the week, which I cannot believe I just said. But the Albert Bartlett and Ballymore look like much stronger races um, next year. We won't know that till next year. So we you know the first three home the Supreme Novices could be very very good for all we know um i like unbelievably i like high definition here um and i'm probably going to get abuse but um hold on as tommy just walks right behind me like <laughs> <laughs> cameos all over the place here <laughs> yeah um no I, I very much i very much actually quite like high definition unbelievably um i think for me fast vegas a place lay um okay and it was quite interesting to see JJ Slevin's interview on Racing TV yesterday. He was almost borderline laughing when Gary O'Brien asked him if they go too fast. But what I don't understand is Willie Mullins said he was lame after the race, but then suddenly they went too fast. I mean, which one is it? We haven't heard anything about being lame since, you know, a few days after the race. Um, I think he was beaten too far out for the fact that they went too fast as well. He was cooked coming before before the second last. Um, I just think he couldn't go to pace and he didn't handle the ground. Um, he couldn't go to pace that he tried to set himself. I don't, I'm not saying he went too fast. I think I think high definition would have been able to last a bit longer than him personally. Um, look, high definition 12, is a 12 to 1 shot. I think that price is factored in with his jumping. Um, I think a clear round is the one they all have to be. He's a huge engine. Um and I, I, I really think that you're going to see a gamble on him on the day. Um, and I just give a quick shout out to Strong Leader as well, who I I think could be the best novice in the UK. Uh, he's quite a lot to find. Only a, a winner at Suttle at two to seven last time out, but he just looks like a proper horse. He's probably going to be one for next year. Uh, Twenty-five to one is available about him, but I wouldn't be surprised if he was the best of the Brits. Now, the best of the Brits could be good for sixth or seventh, but you never know. He might run into third. Um, I just think that he's a he could be a, a proper one for next year but i do think high definition is uh quite a bit of value at 12 to 1 I, i've been really warming to him the last few days in what i think looks a very weak supreme yeah cheers under that subtle novice farm bringing it to Cheltenham. <laughs> that's it that's it makes the mouth water doesn't it that Ooh, <laughs> love it dave we'll come over to you next um are you going to come back with uh Fasal vega I look, Fasal Vega, the strongest piece of form, piece of novice two-mile form, is the the race where he, he beat uh, Ilete Tampa at Christmas. Um, this obviously didn't give his run in the last day. Um, he was lame. I think there was something wrong uh, with one of his hooves or feet, whatever you want to say. Um, the vibes are good again. 
I think he's the best two-mile novice uh, have done all year. I was disappointed at uh, Leperstown. Obviously, you don't want to see a horse blow out like that. Uh, but if I give a horse one bad run, um, I think people are saying the same about Shishkin. He was gone at the game. And in my opinion, he only had one bad run as well, which was in Champion Chase last year. Um, I didn't think the run against Grenatine and Edwardstone was all that bad. So, uh, same idea. I'll stick with Fasoil. Uh, I have him a, a bigger price than he is now, obviously, but uh, still think he's a good bet. Uh, and I think the second best horse in the race is Ilete Tomp. Um, he's been overlooked because of what happened in the race. I'm fast on not winning, but his form is quite strong. Even from last year when he was uh, a juvenile, he was running against Vauban and those grade one juveniles. And uh, I understand why people are kind of siding with high definition, but I think it's just an afterthought to try and pick something because they don't want to pick Fasal Vega. Um, you know what I mean? He was just a dog on the flat towards the end. And, hey, yes, before. I couldn't tell you. The, I couldn't tell you the stats. Sean might have some stats there, um, oh, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't say a maiden hurdle and uh, and a faller or an unseed has a great record coming in Supreme Novice. So Faso Vega for me. Cheers, buddy. Andrew, yourself. Oh, I won't really off Faso Vega in a month of Sundays. We all see what he done his bumper days, and he's a huge engine. Do you want to go in him at two to one? Was he two to one five to two now? Yeah. yeah. I'd probably leave him. I, I agree with Andy with high definition. I think he's uh, massively overlooked. Um, he was a group one performer on the flash, second in two group ones. Absolute head of ball. Now, the thing with me is, um, I know JJ7 said yesterday he didn't feel like he was going to fast pace, but how long is he going to be able to sustain that is another thing. But he was a very good stayer on the flat. He stays on the feet, he has a massive chance. I can't have a Lise Tomp at all. That race at Leperson fell apart more than my body did. Uh, he it was just, it was left there in front, and I couldn't have his form whatsoever. The juveniles last year are a bunch, bunch of dogs. Uh, Vabon is, Vabon is uh, no good. He's been tired to. He's no good for the, He's no good this year. For this year. And I no said, good, like, for this race, he's no good. As a win prospect, he's no good. He Whatsoever. Tired. He was tired to honeysuckle and the other he's statement not. the other day. He like. No, he's no good for this. As a win purpose, you want to back him each way, he might fall into place. Um, he's jumping as a warrior. The, the, the team around this race is jumping. Half of them are not able to jump. Fasai Vega doesn't jump well. Howie Definition jump, doesn't jump well. Elise Tom doesn't jump well. It's more or less going to be whoever gets around is going to win. Well, no <laughs> yeah. chill, Andrew. But you know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, okay. well, I think high definition at the price is 12 to 1. I think he's a great base. The back class won the flat last year. Um, I back, I've been back each way. Look, he was a next second in the group one. He's three, four and three, four and three quarter lengths behind Oakham. And the second in his main hurdle, Jatara, was second behind um, Asher Diamond there at Fairy House before. I was yeah. Fairy House, somewhere like that. Um, she has a great chance of the mayor's hurdle as well. But high definition <laughs> each way, I wouldn't write off Fast I Vega at all. Cheers, buddy. We'll come over to Steve next, Steve. Yeah, right. Go on, man. Get rid of him. Get fucking rid of him. Sign language. <laughs> Can you say anything, Stephen? No. Solid uh, point. I agree with you. you. You just keep them notes, Stephen. I've seen your notes. Do this. Down. You keep do this. Notes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, write down and put it in front of the screen. We'll do this. Sean, what do you fancy, buddy? Uh, I roll in with Dave here. I'm on Faso Vegas side. Um, 
I think the last day, the, listen, you do have to forgive that run of the Dublin Racing Festival. But as Dave said, the Christmas form, I think, is the strongest, it's the strongest line of form we've seen this season. You can't forget before this, he was six from six unbeaten, winning grade ones. Like, um, you do have to forgive that run. There is a lot, he's short to getting short now as well at two to one. I think he might come back out a little bit. Um, I can't imagine he'll go off to short in the Supreme. There'll be people willing to take him on. As Andy said, he's willing to place down. I'd nearly have a bet on with him with that. But um, it's going to be fast and vague in here for me. Once you on, Tom, you? Um, yeah, Andy said that he felt this was weak. I, I don't know about weak, but I'll tell you one thing it is, it's definitely open. Um, Fasal Vega, for me, if he turned up like the Fasal Vega we'd seen before that race in Lepistan, then he'd probably win. I don't think he'll take Thompson's a bad horse. Um, and he battered him at, at Leopardstown at the time before that Christmas. So, look, the problem now is if you haven't backed him, you've got bigger prices, fair enough, but if you haven't backed him, you've got to take two to one about a horse who 37 days before this bombed out completely. So, look, if anyone can get back, it's Willie Mullins, but I'm not going to take two to one. Um, and then you go through the Marine National, fine, but he's got to come back from 100 days off. Ilite Thompson has already shown that he's vulnerable to, to an improver. Um, you've then got a heap of them there that aren't going to run. Tamoris is only rated 138. So that mm. rate to be believed, there's going to be three or four Irish horses better than him. Um, high definition, fine, but he's only had two starts over hurdles and he's unseated on his last start. It's far from ideal. I think we would have learned a lot more about him at Leopardstown. Um, and then you get down to Hunter Sharp, who is entered in this. I saw a <coughs> Willie Mullins and you know, I, I felt he was leaning towards this rather than the county. He's rated 147, right, in the UK. If he goes to the county, it's going to be a hell of a tough, tough job for a novice to put up a performance off of that kind of rating. Um, he's got loads of experience. He's ran plenty. He absolutely bolted up the last day. Um, he can miss one. That is a bit of a worry. But when he's right at them, he's very, very slick. Um, I think 16 to 1, you can back him non-running no bet at 16 to 1. In a wide open race, I think I think he's got a hell of a chance of being in the free. Big shout, Tom. Love that. Declan, we're coming to you last, mate. Um, look, I, I think people have been keen to take on Fasol Vega all year, but like to me, he's head and shoulders above all is. I think people are trying to pick holes in him because he was such a short price. But like apart from the last day, he's done absolutely nothing wrong. He's just a little bit boring. He's a big long stride. When he quickens, it, it it's not exciting. He's just better than everything around, I think. Now, I'd be very, very concerned that the, the run the last day, because he went so quick, like, you can't call him a slow horse, the, the speed he went the last day. Like, Irish Point was getting scrubbed along as they were entering the back. He, he's not slow. He's probably, you know, he, he just doesn't look like he's quickening, but he can quicken off a fast pace. I'd just be worried, though, that's left a mark on him. Um and when they go like above their optimum speed or they, they travel too well, they can bounce the next day. And that, that would be my concern with him. If he turns up fit and well, I don't see anything beating him. If was, to have, was Landrake left in this today? I don't think so. No. Steve's no. mic's working. You are? <laughs> it sounds like Steve's mic working because we can hear kids. Okay. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> <happening. laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I, I don't see that. I think just think Faso Vega is a little bit boring. Um, but you, you put a line through the last day, like if it has tipping up high definition, it's jump racing for fuck's sake. 
Like, he's not a natural. And what was it, Yeah. Like, and, and one, of, one of the toughest places to jump around is the old course. You're constantly turning. God knows where this fella could end up. Like, you know I mean? I think he'll tip up again. Yeah. Like, that hurdle coming down the hill, if he still hasn't fallen by then, absolutely forget about it by then. Like, I think the last... Is that where Dysart Dynamo went? Um, it's where... Yeah. Yep, yep. nearly yeah. knocked the whole field over. Like it's such a tricky hurdle when you're rolling down that hill. If he hasn't gone by then, that's where he goes. Um, you, look, you have to jump the win. It's jump racing for me. If yeah. Faso Vega is himself, if he's recovered from the last run, nothing touches him here. Cheers, boys. I'll just go over selections for that rest. And Andy, yours? Uh, high definition returns between eleven to two, six to one. Well backed. Prediction, Sean. What the fuck? Faso Vega for me. Deck. Yeah, Faso Vega. Dave. Yeah, Faso Vega. I think I'll give up if high definition wins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if he wins, we're sitting there next year. Andrew. Uh, high definition each way, but Faso is probably most likeliest winner. What would you play? And Tom. Uh, Hunter's yarn each way for me. Oh, lovely, lovely. Can't be hard. Actually, I might have missed this, boys, but. In the pocket, Andrew, maybe you can answer this one. In the pocket, is he going to go this way? Okay, super. I must have missed that one. Right, Arkle's the next one, boys. Arkle, let's have a look at the... Yeah, here we go. El Fabiolo, 6-4. to four. John Bond, 13-8. to eight. And Dysart Dynamo, Pfizer, the appreciated at 10s. Final orders has drifted a little bit out to 12s. Uh, St. Roi has come in for a little bit of money there at 10s. Where are we here then, Sean? We'll start with you on this one. Arkle. Um, the two at the top of the market, I think, have two very good horses, to be honest with you. Um, but I come down on the side of John Bond. I think El Fabiolo is jumping. It's going to be found out here at Cheltenham. Um, he's not going to be... He just doesn't jump with the fluency that you see from John Bond. Um, I think if he wraps one of them, he's gone out of race. I mean, when that race heats up, if they're going down to two and three out, if he makes a mistake there, he's going to lose the best part of nearly five to ten lengths because it's going to be double the damage when they're going that quick. Um, I think it's jumping is what a winner here from. I think Dysart Dynamo is going to give them a perfect lead into the race. I think you probably bring them to the bout to bend, and then the two boys will heat up, and I think John Bond's going to win it. Lovely. Declan, we'll come over to you next. I think you're a John Bond fan, aren't you? Yeah, very, very keen on John. I just think he's so clever. Um, really, you know, he's very, very clever at his fences, exactly what you need around here. Hopefully, Dysart Dynamo sets the race up, and hopefully, Aiden Coleman doesn't fucking, you know, we know John Bond, look, loves a scrap and I think he's looking for it all the time even the last day like he sort of you know he, he, he's looking around we've seen it at Haydock last year even when he was giving weight away in the novice hurdle he's mm. just looking to get into a scrap with everything and he usually comes out on top unfortunately he got into a scrap with Dysart Dynamo and ran his race before he was picked off by Constitution Hill and I still think you know the way the winner won was last year in the Supreme was down to the pace collapse from you know taking on a lunatic but uh, well, El Fabiola was very good. He's still quite inexperienced. You know, you could say he's he's you know he's less exposed than John Bond. But I just think John Bond is saving so much for himself, and he's definitely the best jumper in the field. He's very very clever. Cheers, Dak. Uh, where are you starting, Tom, on this one? Um, so I've got a little bit of a, a side bet. I can't I'm trying to think now what they call them in the NFLs. Could be side bets actually. Um, 
I am going for Saint Loire to be in the first three. You can back up the sky, but we did our podcast on Friday and it, it was mm. five to two. And while we were live, it came into seven to four. Uh, I, I think there's still a bit of value in seven to four, to be honest. Um, you just have to go through this. There, there's going to be what five. universe. There's what? In what universe? In what universe? Ah, I will explain, Young Halligan. I will explain. It's, a, it's, a, it's also called a. It's a prop bet you're thinking of. Now, say, but... Dave, prop bet, that one, yeah. Dave yeah. the NFL expert, would have that for me, the prop bet. Um, yeah. There's going to be five runners. El Fabiolo, John Bond, Dysert Dynamo, saint Roy, and Hador. Hador's got no chance. to bob around the back and pick up fifth place prize money. Dysert Dynamo, he could get left away on the lead. I, I'd be slightly concerned with the other two. If I had to pick one at the top of the market, the El Fabiolo, by the way. But... Mm. He could get he could get left an easy lead because they just think he's going to go crazy. But if he does go crazy and fall in a hole, I'll have Saint Noir to, to be finishing ahead of him any day of the week. His Cheltenham Festival form is very very good. Um, he's won a Grade One over fences already, and you can back him at seven to four to be in the first three. So I'm 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 take that because it's a tight race at the top of the market. Let's be fair. Top man, uh, Ander, you. Yeah, no, that's actually uh, a fair point. I kind of came down to a similar idea. I, th- I do think John Bomb will win the race. Um, it probably is worth noting that Dysert Dynamo might get an easier time on the lead because this is a mile and seven, whereas Leopardstown is two mile one. And that final furlong is a lot stiffer than people think at Leopardstown. It does take quite a bit of getting. Um, so I do think Dysert Dynamo will be able to bring John Bond and El Fabiolo kind of further than people think. But I do think John Bond will ultimately win the race um i do have a few concerns over the irish article that race could have left a mark on the irish horses because they went some gallop and they finished tired as well um and then john bond i think he was fairly harshly treated at warwick um like if you watch him down the back straight his ears are pricking back back and forth he didn't even know he was out for school he didn't know he was in any race and then harry skelton saw his name and lights as usual went for home fairly um and <laughs> somebody so, called him it, out the other day yeah. didn't they <laughs> um yeah john bond got just got uh, basically woken up in my opinion was well on top of the line uh, if you go back to aintree last year it's almost an opposite uh john bond had that haymaker of a race in the supreme whereas el fabiola was coming in as fresh as a daisy and john bond still beat him so i, I think john bond is the one to be um just going back there on on the previous point I, there is going to be a small field i do think hollow games boot hill uh hollow games and boot hill will run um hollow games was supposed to run last weekend but i think nolan valerie morning's pet rabbit died unfortunately so they had to take him out um, this time. Yeah, i wasn't sorry 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 okay but anyway um i i think that 50 to one i i wouldn't be surprised if hollow games ran a better race than people thought out the back he's he's a strong he's gonna be a strong stayer two miles um and i think he got a little operation done after his poor run behind san raw christmas um and gordon elliott was quite happy with him i think he's there's 50 to one available about him but i don't think there's non-runner no bet concessions on that but he'll probably be that prize on the day anyway even if there is five or six runners so uh, he'd be worth one keeping an eye on at a big price but i do think john bond is the one they have to be cheers andrew we'll come up to the other andrew now um i was 60 40 when we were doing our preview on Friday, but I'm more 80 20 now in favor of Jambon, or as mm. we like to call him, Jambon. By far the best jumper in the race. <sighs> I watched back El Fabiola's run. He's just a thick bastard. I love him. He just yeah. he can't sort his feet out. 
I think they went off way too fast in the in the Irish article, and I think it was just he just picked it up, and the rest of them were just doing a slow death, and he just was made look probably more impressive than he actually was in the end. Um, I think look, Jambon was only ever beat off Constitution Hill, and we know why he is. Jambon is by and far the best jumper in the race. He'll get the perfect lead into the race. As long as he doesn't go near Dysart Dynamo again this year. If he does, Aiden Coleman needs an absolute hiding when he gets into the parade ring. Um, but I think it'll just be set up perfectly for John Bond. He'll track Dysart Dynamo. He'll get a lovely run into the race. He'll ping every fence. Deco's out to drop him a bottle of wine. Why <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't spill a drop, man? Don't worry. <laughs> they lick it uh, off the But yeah, all in all, plain and simple, I think John Bond will win. I think he'll win quite impressively. Dave, do you share that? Uh, yeah, look, uh, I said John Bond in our podcast as well. Um, I think he's the faster horse, and I, I'm positive he's the better jumper from what I've seen. Uh, I kind of said all year, and I said it leading up to the Dublin Racing Festival, I didn't like the fact that Willie Mullins ran all of them against each other, and I had a sneaking suspicion he wasn't exactly sure which was the best of his two-mile novices, so he let them all take on each other. Um and it was run very fast, and I think El Fabiolo is the strongest stayer on the day, and therefore won. Andy's touched on the two-mile uh, one, and it is quite stiff at Leperstown, uh, and the difference in the, the course of Cheltenham. So, like, I like El, El Fabiolo, but I actually would prefer him to be running in the Turners. Mm -hmm. I think I'd back him if he ran in the Turners. Yeah. Um, I think he's a good horse, but uh, I think he's just a strong stayer. Um, John Mont's better jumper, faster horse. I don't I don't think at all what happened last year will happen. I think he'll sit behind Dysart Dynamo and just mm. pop away. And if it did come to the crunch and the two of them were against each other, I'd have more faith in John Bond jumping the fences better than El Fabiolo jumping him. Like, um, if El Fabiolo makes that mistake, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's not going to get away he's with not it. Standing John Bond will be gone. He's not standing up. And uh, if he runs, it's probably going to be a small field, and I think he'll run the Grand Annual. But if he runs, I'll have a match bet with Tom. That final order is will finish ahead of St. Wah. Or St. Useless. Um, and if he did run, I think he'd run very well. Uh, the handicap form uh, at Leperstown is quite strong. I'll follow that if some of the horses run at Cheltenham, wherever they run. So, um, yeah, I like final orders. Cheers, boys. Let's just, just summarise that one. Tom, we'll come back to you. You're, you're going to the place market, aren't you? Uh, yes, San in the place market. Seven to four, England. Cheers, buddy. Uh, Andrew C., the oh that's oh, Andrew. The the understarters orders uh Wi-Fi is not in the best best way today would stay in deck, but uh no it'd be jo John Bomb for me here. Um yeah, I'd be quite confident he'll win this. Super duper. Uh Sean. Yeah, John Bomb for me as well. And Andrew and Tom. Andrew and Dave, sorry. John Bon. John Bon. We'll get right, John Bon. Uh, Declan also likes Jambon, but he has disappeared. He will return. Uh, let's move on to the Champion Hurdle now, boys. Champion Hurdle Day. Just, oh, that reminds me of that song with that guy with the moustache. Please don't. Oh, it's in my head now. I actually spoke to him <laughs> last year, and he was, he was actually a bit crazy. So, uh, <laughs> I hope yeah. he's not listening. No, he won't be listening. I'll tell you now. He was a bit weird. Um, Constitution Hill. I mean, what beats it? Anything? A hurdle? Is that the only thing Nick, that beat them, boys? Nico Stonehands. Yeah, but I'd say Nico going too early, yeah. Yeah. Uh, can, I, can, I be, can I play devil's advocate for a sec? Go. Supreme last year, they went to suicide gallop and 
Constitution Hill was left with his dick swinging at the at the home straight and just galloped on, won the race. John Bond fell in the hole. Mighty Potter wasn't right. Dicer Dynamo fell. And then he's beaten Epiton twice as easy as he'd like to uh, regressing eight-year-old mare. Right, oh, so... Mm, I don't like, buy it. <laughs> I'm not saying... I'm yeah. just playing devil's advocate, that's all. Like, oh. like, like, you know, like, they've... The Supreme... You couldn't call it non-event. It was impressive. The time was good. You know, he jumped with fluency, but... Like, he's beaten Epiton twice on the Billy Idol. You, you don't think Stateman could do that? And she she's um, a spring mare as well. Yeah, so like I'm just saying that I wouldn't be I I wouldn't be like, laying them at one to three, but I wouldn't certainly wouldn't be lobbing them in my accumulators to make an extra thirty three percent. Really? He wins fifteen lengths on the bridle. Yeah, he's gonna host this. I'll give you the stat here that I think is the biggest thing he probably has to overcome. And it's been fifty two years since the Supreme Winner was backed up the following year in a champion hurdle. So I think that's yeah. just tells you what it takes. Because a stare, because yeah. a stare wins the supreme. That's why. Mm. Or unless yeah, no, uh, yeah. I uh, I was uh, rewatching videos of him today. Uh, he's just extraordinary, to be honest. Uh, his turn of pace. I was watching the fighting fifth at Newcastle and Supreme last year, and they went the fast pace. But he also he also kicked off that fast pace. He didn't. I don't agree that he just uh, took it up and just kind of plodded and galloped. He he went he went faster off that fast pace. Uh, I think Stateman's very good. Uh, I don't see any reason to really have a bet in the race. I think just watching Constitution Hill is going to be class. I think he will do what Tom said and win on the bridle. And he'll defy that stat that Supreme uh, winners don't win champion hurl. Is there anyone willing to take him on at all? God, no. No, I like, and I said... Uh, I did I, last year and I ended very, very badly. Yeah. I won't... Yeah. Uh, I, I, I won't... I won't see uh, a reason to like. Ha I see people like saying about I like to move a common second ahead of Stateman. Like Stateman's so far clear of the rest of the horses. Uh, I, I I can't have that whatsoever. Stateman's very good. I like and, to move be finishing out the back of Zelly. And if Constitution Hill wa wasn't in the race, I think Stateman would win it quite uh, impressively. They're going, oh, Stateman and Constitution Hill will take each other on, and it leaves Stateman uh, like maybe coming fourth because he'll be tired or whatever. I don't see that. I think they'll be first and second, but Constitution Hill is yeah. just extraordinary. Hmm. Anything you want to add to this, Declan? Now you're back, your Wi-Fi's fixed. Um, I look, it is. I, I get what Annie's saying. Um, I, look, I don't think Stateman's been given the credit to win an Irish champion hurdle from the front like that takes some doing. And I think the performance is not getting the credit it deserves. Um, and to beat the horses he beat, it is very hard to see Constitution Constitution Hill being beat. But I be worried the way he's not looked after by um, Nick of the Stonehands because like they only have so much mileage and, and he doesn't give a fuck. He just uses it. You know, he is eating into that horse's mileage the way he wins on them. Like I'm fairly certain he's giving him a slap down the neck. Um the the wins against Epitant, she's a spring marriage. She's a different horse from the spring. Uh although she wouldn't beat him in the spring either. Look, it's not really a betting race. If I was going to have a bet, maybe if I could get a price and not so sleepy without each way now, without the top two, I'd have an each way bet there. But I haven't seen any markets without the top two. You can get you can get yeah. markets without Constitution Hill. But if you were getting three places, is there enough left in? Many's left in after today. I haven't really seen it. But if there's enough left in, you can get three places without the top two. I'd probably back. 14 in another minute. Yeah. Yeah. 
Just uh, touching on what Declan said there, uh, I know Sean has, has mentioned a lot of times that he uh, to us that he he'll win three champion hurdles and so on and so forth. I totally agree, and it was there's been some mad stuff said on uh, previews, but Tony Keenan mentioned this that uh, he thinks he won't be a horse that lasts. Um, and myself and Tom have talked about this often uh, regards Sprinter Sacra and Masterminded. Yeah. Um, those horses that put everything into a race. And he, fair enough, he doesn't look like he's coming off the bridle, but he's hired on the bridle and he's given everything he has and they genuinely, generally always get injured and they don't last. Yeah, do you know what? It, it was it was Ruby who spoke about having to look after him and he probably made the mistake on Fahin and he was never the same after the Leopardstown win in the Irish Champion Hurdle. And he posted the best rating since Isterbrack. And, you know, when you think about it, they do only have so much mileage. And he is eating into it. Fucking eating into it every time he rides them. And and he's done it with Shishkin as well. Now, I know he's back and he won well, but he was recovering from Ascot for a long time. Mm. Until Ascot again. It took him a year to get over it. And that man does not mind horses the way an Irish jockey probably would. Like, he's just baiting them home. Like, how many times has he given winners a slap down the neck when they're going easy? Like, you know, he, he's not looking after them. And that would be my concern with this horse. When you get to the occasion in March, like, it starts getting to them in the ring. They're using up energy before they get to the start, even. And, look, he, he probably have loads there, probably hack up. But it is something to think about. What will be left when he gets there? I don't think he'll win three champion hurdles or anything like it. I, I don't yeah. think he'll he, he run in them. I don't, he might even run in the next three festivals because I, I just think his mileage has been eaten into. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think I think he will. I, I think he's the perfect racehorse, to be honest. I, I just think he relaxes. He jumps really well. And then when you want him to pick up, he just picks up like an aeroplane. Um, yeah, I look, I probably not. Yeah, look, I think he'll win the next few champion hurdles. I, I know what you're saying, Tom. He probably is the perfect racehorse now, but, you know, they're animals. And if you want the perfect example of them being animals and not machines is Faso Vega at Leopardstown. Because if he was a machine, he just kept rolling and he didn't. They went too fast. There's no two ways about it. And he couldn't get home off it. And uh, that's my worry with him. And I'd be worried about Constitution Hill as well. Like, you can't just keep using them that way. You absolutely can't. Yeah. It even happened beforehand, and I think Ruby learned a lesson that day. Even though Ruby was near the end of his career, you know, I'd be very concerned about the way he's ridden about him going forward. Focus, oh, come on, stay it, man. <laughs> I'm convinced. Uh, no, I think he's, he's extraordinary, but I've seen it so many times before. I've said it many times before. The only horse I've seen that continually did it for year on year was Cordo Star. He's the only horse that managed to like win lengths upon lengths all the time and keep coming back year after year. But he did have a, a blip of a season as well. You're nervous, Sean? No, not at all. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it'd be this season. I just I agree with Deck. I don't see him at all turning up for three champion hurdles and no, winning three in a row, stuff like that. No, no. Yeah. Stones and seven burrows are too sharp. A few people in the chat have mentioned that he Buckley said that he's going to go chasing as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, anything else anyone wants to add, add from that before we move on? Because I think we're all in agreement that Constitutional wins this race. Yeah. So if, Char if, Charger, if Charger runs here, back him each way at 50 to 1, because he'd be the only one finishing at the end when they're going 100 million miles an hour up top. Hmm. Everyone, note that down. Stephen, if you're in the background, take some notes. There we go. <laughs> 
Uh, right, next one we're going to go on to is the Mers Hurdle. So let's have a look over there, boys. Mers Hurdle top is Honeysuckle at nine to four. Marie's Rocks fours. Uh, Brandy Love came in a little bit in the last few in the last week or so into sixes with Epitaunt. Also is in there, cousin Rain Queens Brook Love Envoy. Um, a horse that you love here, Andy. Andy C. Should I say? Uh, love Envoy. Yeah, I. She's my better day one. Uh, love Envoy. I, I think she's a phenomenal chance. Um. Look, the the Don Run wasn't a race I paid much attention to. I think myself and Deck were actually we're at the parade ring or something watching that, or at the bar, one or somewhere else. We weren't we weren't at the grandstand watching the Don Run anyway. Um and I was actually just watching Love Envoys run back a few weeks ago when I was just doing the old form study that um I just realized how good she was in the Don Run, how much she overcame to win that race. Um she ran with her mouth open for about half a mile. Jonathan Moore had her about six wide going around the best mate enclosure. And then she hit the front too early and was still able to hold off the closers after the back of the last. It was a unbelievable performance, uh, how she managed to hold up. And I'd say she was just a little over the top at Ferry House when Brandy Love beat her, uh, who again, similar to the El Fabiolo John Bond thing, like Brandy Love was just coming in as a much fresher mare on home soil. Um I know there's all this ground, this ground, that. Um, I think she'll handle it fine. She won on better ground when she was trained in Ireland. And I think at the start of her career in England at Leicester. And my only worry is how much she improved with racing last year. I think she had four runs or something before she came to the to Cheltenham Festival. She's only had two and she missed that engagement at Warwick. That That's my only worry. Um, other than that, I think... I think she'd be placed. I think she could be second or third in the champion hurdle if they went down that route. I, I think she's that good. Um, I'd be confidently with her. She'd been better day one. And um, I think she's the one they all have to be, especially with two regressing mares at the top of the market. I think she'll reverse the former Brandy Love. I don't think Echoes and Rain is at home over two and a half. I know she traveled well in the Hatton's Grace, um, but and she improved on the flat last year. And then what's it? Um, the one I was worried about is Marie's Rock, but she's going to the stairs hurdle. Uh, thank God. So, um, yeah, I'm very confident in Love Envoy. Okay. Uh, Tom, wonder what's your thinking on this one? Um, this is a classic heart and head situation here, isn't it? Um, Honeysuckle has been a fantastic, fantastic mare. And I hope she can do and do it for Henry and Rachel and Kenny Kenny Alexander. And I think at the scenes that she signed off with a, a, a victory on her last ever start at Cheltenham would be absolutely fantastic. But this is a hell of a competitive race. It's a really, really competitive race. And it, she's short enough. Look, betting-wise, if I was going to have a bet, I'd look further down, down the line. And um, Echoes in Rain would be my tip for this. Um, after she finished, she finished fifth in this last year. Uh, Willie Mullen said they played around the tack a little bit, and they've, they've changed their mind on what what to ride her with this time. Um, she broke Patrick's hoodoo at Galway then on the flat uh, in the amateur race, um, and then she finished second at the Curra, um, only a neck behind Waterville off ninety seven. Her next start, then she's gone and fell in the Hatton's Grace. She was not done with. Um, I'm not saying she'd have won, but she'd have been right behind Honeysuckle or maybe even in front of her that day, who knows. And then she's come out and absolutely bolted up at Nace in the grade three. So I think she's had a lovely prep for this. Um, I think they know her a little bit more now as well. And I think she's going to have a hell of a chance, to be honest. Uh, each each way, 
I'd be all over her, but I, I really think she's going to go close. Good man, Tom. Thank you very much. Come over to Andrew Halligan now. Use your full Colin, name. Chris Baggerhans. Uh, look, this is, hard, as Tom said, hard overhead and the heart has taken over. Oh, I love Honeysuckle. Love, love her since day one. I will back her on today, I'm not going to lie. Um, for her to go here, look, I'd rather her run the champion hurdle, to be honest, because she gets beat here, it's kind of taking glass off her career straight away. You'd rather see her finish third in the champion hurdle, run her heart out and get beat in the mayor's hurdle. Um, like she'd be Bayed probably... Story, isn't it? The Bayid story. Well, they didn't run her in the, in, in the arc. In the arc. Yeah. Look, like, she, I don't think... Like, people are saying she's regressing badly this season. She's not regressing that bad at all. She was second behind State, man. She was still holding off a bond and Pipe Piper and standing here and all them. She wasn't leaving them past them. The gears are just... She's not as fast as she was. Like she won this um beating Benny the Jew about three, four, three years ago. It been three years ago. So there's no there's, yeah. There's no there's no problem with the trip. She's a spring mayor as the same as Dexter, the same something like uh Epithunt. Her best performance have all been at Cheltenham. Um I think nine to four is still a fair price. If you said to anybody last year that Honeysuckle is going to win the champion hurdle and she's going to be 9-4 to four for the Mayor's Hurdle next year. You'd be like, yeah, can I have that, please? Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I think people are getting carried away with the whole she's regressing so much. I think she's a great bet at, at um, 9-4. to four. I think I can't have Love Envoy whatsoever. I just think she's I just think she's short a grade one, proper grade one horse. Um, she's winning races in England. She's winning them well. I I would line the side that she she does want it on the soft side. Um, look, she could play as I can't have her win. I think Brandy loves being overlooked big time. Like she she was second there, but uh, first one back uh, behind uh, Queensbrook on the inside inside track. So the third inside track of Punchstown, which is a front runner's dream. Look, he's gone. Doesn't like giving out about love envoy. Nah, you're the Andy, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think she's I think she's a great bet as well. Uh, She's had to come in in a price there, I can see already. But I think Honeysuckle, she runs the, I think she runs to her mark at the Dublin Race Festival. They're going to find it hard to beat her. And I'm also delighted that Maurice Rock's not running here because she was the one they would all have to beat if she was running here. Yeah, agree. Agree. Uh, Dave, you share those sentiments? Uh, I'll take on Honeysuckle. Me, me, I, me, think, me, 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 me. I think she's regressive. Um, I like she wears it well each way. I think she should be shorter in the betting than Queensbrook after the, after the last day at Leperstown. Oh, I can see her headbutt in a hurdle again. Um, I think she's ba she's back in form and back in business this year. So uh, I like her each way. I think she's decent, she's the decent off each way. Yeah, surely she goes to pretend. She's, the uh, she's running in this. Oh, yeah. I got I got the text. Um, <laughs> so in duck number three, oh, Willie's told us. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I think Brandy Love and Love Envoy form is quite strong. Um, that race is a lot of winners out of it over hurdles and fences. And I wouldn't be as dead against Love Envoy as Andrew. I don't think she's now the strongest bet of, of Tuesday. But it looks with the way the weather is going to be, there's going to be soft in the description. And if there's soft in the description... I don't necessarily think she needs soft ground, but she's about seven pounds better on soft ground than she is on. I just think she lacks ground. that bit uh, of star quality she, to be a proper grade one. She's horse. one of these horses that seems to travel through soft ground 
far better than other horses in the race and it just put, it gives her a, a, an advantage in races where they're soft ground so yeah. if they're soft in the description on tuesday i would actually have a bet on love invite yeah play ball play ball sean yeah um I, i'd be against honeysuckle here now i think she's just coming back down a little bit and um, even her jumping like she pecked at the one at the back of the last the leopard sound you haven't seen things like that it was honeysuckle at all um, so I'm willing to take her on here, and it's going to be epitome here for me. She's been beaten by Constitution Hill twice this season. I think that's no means to feet. In my opinion, I think he's just unbelievable. Um, I think she was given two soft rides in behind them, and then she came back at Doncaster the last day, where she absolutely hosed up. And I think she shows that her ability is still there, and her jumping. She's still jumping slick as ever. But um, I, even I come back to last season at Punchestown, and she's only a length and a half behind Maria's Rock. And that came at the end of a very long season for her. All right, question, um, Sean. Question, <laughs> Sean. How far back was she behind Honeysuckle in the champion hurdle? Please and thank you. Oh, a couple of lengths, but I think Honeysuckle's coming there down like quicker than her. You stick. Drop the lights. I do. I think she's coming down a hell of a lot quicker than her. Um, Just getting whooped uh, by Constitution Hill. Yeah. How many lengths? I think not, yeah. uh, <laughs> Too much. Sean, are you, are you not worried that he's apparently supplementing Theatre Glory as well? No. Do not think, oh, not think if, Epith if, if he's sending Marie's Rock to the stairs and he thought Epithot was going to win the Mayors, do not think he wouldn't supplement the other one? I'm not sure what the owners of that. That hasn't a hope in either race, so you might as well just run it in one. Does it have a 0% chance of winning, Sean? Or percentages. You know, I have yeah. to be put 10 euro on that. A return zero. On Epitaph, zero. You might you might take extra money just for backing the goddamn thing. But, um, I think Brandy Love will be the best of Willie's um horses in this for me. I think she, I think she'll turn around big time from the first day out. Jesus, Dex not happy at all about best, that. Best. No, Brandy Love is the best. Like he's got unfinished pants there. <laughs> Something else. <laughs> Uh, yeah, probably stay in the background or something. No, sorry, sorry, Sean. Carry on. No, you're all good. That's me. It's no, not me. All I have. Oh, come. Sean, Sean's now finished. Sean Declan, you can control your giggle. Well, I give you a laugh now. I don't think Honeysuckle stays well enough. I know she won this race at beating Benny the Jew, but she beat it with speed up the inside. They made a lot about Puppy Powers Ride and Stormy Ireland when he came off the rail. He came off the rail and Rachel went bang straight up the inside. And then, like, Benny DeGio was lunging at her the whole way up the street. She just couldn't get there. But it was that move that won the race. She's, I think, won Hatton's Grace, our third one. She won really, really well. She won by half the track. But other than that, Ronald Pump and Beacon Edge nearly ran her down. I think she only won by a short head or a head that day. Um, what was it? Our, four, our, our fourth one, she galloped them into the ground, actually. Like, she stays, she stays two and a half, but I don't think she stays really, really well. And this looks like it's going to be a strongly run race. I think Maria's Rock would absolutely eat her over this trip. She she wouldn't lay a... At Honeysuckle now at the moment wouldn't lay a glove on Maria's Rock. And it's an awful shame she's not going here, Maria's Rock, because she'd win it. Um, But I wouldn't be as keen on her going in the stairs. Is that definitely confirmed, yeah? I'd say it's about 80%, yeah. yeah. Exchanges yeah. are. I'm the same. I'm the same as you, Deck. If she ran here, I think she'd fucking hose up. She'd fucking eat them. Mm. Like the big thing about Maria's Rock is she backed it up at Punchestown last year, and that takes some doing, you know. 
good horses do that. You'd be seeing with Love Envoy. I know Fairy House came quicker, but she couldn't back it up. And I think that's Renee's Rock is, is somewhere to be able to do that. And then she came out and she won at Cheltenham. She won the Rail Kill. But I'd be keen to take Honeysuckle on here because I don't think she stays the trip strongly enough. And I always thought she was going to be a Gold Cup mare. But, you know, having seen what I've seen over the last few years, I just don't think she stays well enough. Um, Brandy loves just fucking mad as a box of badgers. Like, I, I couldn't, <laughs> you know. Could you how, mad is, how mad is a box of badgers? Fucking oh, mental. Fucking mad. <laughs> mad. Like, could you really... Will she get to the start? Will Brandy Love get to the start? Like, it's going to be fun watching her leave the <laughs> ring. Or they'll probably, she won't go into the ring. They'll walk over to the start. She'll get special permission because she's not going to walk out that shoe and torn and make it down to the start. Like, she's fucking mental. They probably Love saddle her down there and everything has to go with. Yeah. <laughs> they probably saddle her down at the start. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think Classical Dream didn't come into the ring last year. He went straight to the start. And straight um, down to charge a tape. And I love Envoy. I, I'm mad about her, but I just don't know. I just like like Chris Backahan said, um like she's is she really a, a true grade one mayor? I'm not sure she is yet. Um it's reflected in the price though. Yeah, I yeah, I know, but if she's not a grade one mayor, it doesn't matter what price she is. Hmm. Mm, you know the one the one I'm I'm gonna go for is um, <laughs> and I don't think I don't think I've ever even given this Mary a chance to win in any race but Queen look, <laughs> like she was she was second last year and she takes a bit of racing to get right and she's coming good now um, she won the last day I thought she she beat Brandy Love the last day didn't she yeah. she won that race mm-hmm. I thought she was good and I think Garden's gonna have her fucking bang on on the day um, and if Maria's Rock doesn't turn up, I think Queensbrook's going to take the beating. All right, so that brings us to the end of uh, day one. Uh, let's just go over selections there. Declan has given us up Queensbrook. Uh, we'll come over to Dave next. What was yours? Uh, she wears it well each way, and if they're soft in the description, love Envoy. Andrew? The Queen. The Queen. Uh, and Tom? I would be cheering on Honeysuckle, but uh, I'm going to have a bet on Echoes in Rain. Um, and in fairness, Deck, I don't mind that out of Queen's Book either. Her Channel Festival form strong. Mm. Sean? Epiton for me. Epiton. And Andy C? Uh, there's a chance the roof will cave in if Honeysuckle finds a way to win, but um, Gee, yeah. no, it's Love Envoy. I, I think that she's still very progressive. Lauren actually said to me, um, Rachel will, re- will retire if if she wins the mares. Oh. Rachel will retire. Yeah, but she's going to have to be a brood mare, I assume. Oh. <laughs> like, she, you know, the, the, body, the body clock's ticking, like, you know, so... Oh, fantastic. Let, let's be fair, like, you know, it wouldn't be... It wouldn't be a massive surprise. You know, she's 33, not she get 43. Why do you want to talk into it? Your kids are 50. You want to be back out in the pub, like, you know. That's what happened first at 22. Get him out of the house quick. <laughs> Would oh, you get off after your tire for that? <laughs> well, it would be a nice way to go out, wouldn't it? On the mayor who really, really, really made you, like, you know, yeah. that love affair. Um, and and if she, maybe she's up the pole already. Maybe Brian Hayes is fucking 
It's about the only fucking thing you can write. Really think Apple, really think Apple Car is going to come back and beat Gallup in the champ as well. Uh, we could talk about that in about six hours. Right, let's 